Welcome to the Wicked Radio Network. Hey, everybody. Let's see. I think it's about 2 a.m. right now, and I am finishing editing this podcast. Angela and I didn't do a regular podcast this week because, well, you know, sometimes life happens. And one of the things that happened to Angela and Rob this week is they had to say goodbye to one of their furry family members, Sammy. Uh, Sammy was 17 and a half years old. And Angela wrote a wonderful blog about Sammy and what she's learned from the little guy, the old guy, as she calls him. Uh, and uh, I wanted to do a tribute to this blog and uh, show my appreciation. And I want to thank the other podcasters, uh, Ryan from Green Up Podcast, Green Up Gaming Podcast. Uh, we got uh, Paul Meyer from the Diamond Mines Podcast. Uh, got something from the History of Bad Ideas family. Uh, they sent something in. And uh, let's see, good buddy. Uh, Doug L. from uh, from the Twitters. Uh, you can actually hear him on Diamond Diamond Mines podcast. It was the first time he was on a podcast ever. And lastly, uh, but definitely not least, uh, my one of my oldest friends, Neil C. from Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks. Thank you guys for calling and contributing. And I'd like to thank um, my bandmates, Aquila and Dave, who did not know they were going to be doing a podcast earlier this evening, uh, but they did. We talked about Angela's blog that she did and just shared some of our own stories and experiences with our dogs. So it's a short episode, but I hope you enjoy it, and uh, thanks for listening. All right, this is Hanno here, and I'm at my rehearsal space right now, and I'm joined with Dave, drummer Dave and harmonica vocalist Aquila. Say hi, Dave. Hi, everybody. What's Tackle. going on? Yeah, that, the guy with the radio voice. So if you haven't heard any of my spots that, uh, that we've done for uh, the Wicked Radio Network, give us a Wicked Radio Network. Oh, sure, you put me on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> give us your big radio voice. Welcome to the Wicked Radio Network. Welcome to the Wicked Radio Network. <laughs> Bim bomb, 20 minutes before the hour of 9 o'clock. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> So the reason I've roped these guys into this is to uh, is to talk a little bit about Angela's blog, and uh, we're going to uh, talk about her blog. And in between, I'm going to insert some of the wonderful voicemails that we got from uh, other podcasters um, that that we all know from Twitter and whatever. And uh, this is what we're going to do. This is dedicated to uh, Sammy Sammy Sosa, which I actually have no idea why the dog was named Sammy Sosa. I should have asked. Isn't he a baseball player? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's one of, he's one of the big home run hitters. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. So anyhow, so uh, Angela's topic on her blog this week is about what have you learned from your dog? And she started uh, with this this thing. And I'm just going to um, throw, just going to read this. It's like, this is, the, this is not the usual blog about wellness and mind-body connection and inspiration. This is about a dog named Sammy Sosa, who we adopted almost 16 years ago. We made the decision to say goodbye to Sammy this week, a.k.a. our old guy. He made it to 17 and a half years, and here are some of the things that Sammy taught me that I feel are worth passing on. Uh, number one, to thine own self be true. 
This dog never ever did anything that he didn't want to do. He was on his own schedule and his own rhythm. I really believe that this is a part of the reason he lived such a long life. He did what he loved and didn't apologize for it. Good for him. And I was like, I can relate to that. Heck yeah. You know, I don't So you've, Quilla, you've never, you had a dog when you were younger? Yeah, Jenny. So what was Jenny? Jenny was a border, cow, border collie mutt that we got at the pound that we all adored. And how old were you? Well, it was a tough, ch- it, was a, it was a debate because my mom wasn't a dog fan. And finally, we were able to get a dog. I think I was actually 10, around 10 when we finally got a dog. We'd had cats before then, but my mom was not a dog fan, so we finally convinced her. So we had her all the way through my graduation from high school, and then my parents still had her after that. And then we, they ended up, then my sister graduated, and they ended up leaving her with the neighbors because we were down in south of Bellevue in a big, wide-open farmland. Oh, wow. And uh, she had grown accustomed to... Barking and chasing dogs and birds and was probably not going to fit really well in the, in the big thriving metropolis that is downtown Haley, Idaho, where my parents moved. Well, that must have been hard. Yeah, I, I don't, for me, it was, I had, I missed her when I would visit my parents, but I was engaged in college, figuring out the rest of my life mode. I think it was harder on my sister. Um, and then for my parents, I actually never really talked to him about it. I know my dad really liked her because he had a dog grown up named Bingo that was also a border collie that he adored. So I think he, he definitely missed her. So, so when, when Jenny finally died, yeah. what, were you around? or I was, I was around. I was in town, but she was with the the neighbors yeah Yeah. and i was engaged in my uh addictive behaviors at the time (laughs) so i don't know if i had if i really if it phased me too much um looking back i i wish i had uh maybe gone and seen her a couple times she was a great dog and we like to believe that she's in heaven chasing birds for eternity because that seems to be what she loved doing in the fields south of bellevue just chasing birds back and forth well, that's kind of the to thine own self be true right there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it didn't matter that she would never catch the birds <laughs> because they would land and she'd chase them and they'd fly off and land and then she'd chase them. She chased them when they were flying hundreds of feet above her, but it didn't seem to matter. And then, and now, it made now her happy. my dogs love you. Yeah. yeah I don't and every understand. time Jax comes up to you, I, you've got this look like, I really want one of these. I do. I like dogs, actually. I like, I like Jax a lot. He's just got a personality that I, I dig. Um, Did you see one on the horizon, maybe? Oh, I'm sure. Certainly, when I have the ability, what, if I ever get a house, which would be nice, oh, living in true. a townhouse right now and nowhere to, with my job, I can't, I can't leave a dog alone in a townhouse all day. I wouldn't feel right about doing that, and I can't take him with me or her, so... Well, that's a kind of interesting brings up a segue because they say that for a smaller apartment or a townhouse, you actually want a larger dog because yeah. the larger dogs don't require as much exercise and they're, they're more sedentary, which brings me to Dave, who has the mammoth of all dogs. So Max is 155 pound Great Pyrenees. And what I've learned from Max is run away when you can and come back when you're hungry. 
<laughs> Unfortunately, uh, well, fortunately, he's, he's got away a couple of times, but he didn't, I was able to get him back really quickly because a, a Pyrenees is, is bred to kind of roam uh, independently of human uh, instruction. So they're very difficult to train, but I've had dogs since I was a kid, uh, shepherds and uh, other mixed breeds, mo a lot of shelter dogs. Now, your last dog, Moose, who was also Pyrenees, mm -hmm. how old was Moose? Moose was about, uh, about 11 when he died, um, which is actually very, that's, time, that's at the top end of the uh, age range for a Pyrenees. Now, what, what would you th say are the difference in personalities between Moose and Max? Big difference. Uh, right. Moose was one of the most unique dogs I've ever had the pleasure of, of not just owning, but really coming into contact with. He was, um, he was surrendered to the shelter at about six months, and he was about 80, 85 pounds by a family that just couldn't deal with that type of um, uh, sized animal. And they actually do require a fair amount of exercise. Walking is fine, but it's got to be yeah. fairly substantial. Um, I usually take Max out for about three miles a day. So do you agree with that, the premise that if you, you know, a larger dog is better for a smaller thing or no? No, I totally disagree you don't with, you disagree that. with that. Yeah. Huh? There might be some larger dogs that are okay with small apartments or townhomes, but I think most larger breed dogs need a larger space. Uh, I don't know all breeds, so, you know, it could be, it, it could, it could, you could find a big dog that would just be happy to lay around. I think maybe, you know, Great Danes are sort of like that. They're kind of, they have a lot of downtime, but, uh, but Max in differentiation to, to Moose is more just a big, he's a, has a, a, he likes to play rough, <laughs> uh, but it's just play. Doesn't have a mean bone in his body. The nicest dog in the world. How old is he now? About two and a half. Two and a half. Okay. Yeah. So was, was Moose like that when he was younger? Did he mellow when he got older? Yeah, he got pretty mellow. Um, he was a much, he would walk as far as you want to walk. Um, and they're not, you know, they're not big um, hiking dogs. A lot of people like to hike with their dogs, and it's not, that's not the kind of dog that that is. Um, but they're very, very smart. Um, but they do, they, they are known to have this very independent streak. They're not, they're not the kind of dog that just follows you around like a Border Collie or like an Australian Shepherd or those types of dogs. He's, if he's free, he's on to something else. That's cool. Yeah. All right, so we're going to stop right now and, and uh, listen to a... Well, we're not going to listen to it because I started listening to these voicemails and I started crying every time I listened to one because <laughs> <laughs> they're very touching. But this is going to be uh, our, our buddy from Twitter, Doug L., who I, who I like to call Douge, and uh, we're going to listen to his uh, uh, voicemail right now. Angela and Rob, my sincere condolences. It's so tough losing a loved member of the family. I've learned from uh, the dog that I used to have who passed away quite a few years ago that there's no better teacher for unconditional love. No matter what uh, kind of day I had, the, the dog always seemed to know and uh, would make sure, sorry, <laughs> would, uh, would make sure that... <clears throat> my <clears throat> day was made better. So, uh, uh, my condolences and, uh, you know, you, you, a friend may have passed on, but the memory will 
we'll always live on. Take care. And we're back. Uh, so I'm going to read another one that, that Angela has here. She learned uh, patience. Patience is an ongoing lesson for me. My, my word, the universe really wants me to get some serious practice cultivating patience. Sometimes I did well with just waiting for Sammy to stare off into space for minutes and minutes and minutes before finally doing his business outside. But more often than not, I was driven to distraction, irritation. That's, you know, it's funny. So do you, how about, so the old pooping ritual? Well... I mean, you have to carry garbage is, bags. <laughs> this, yeah. So this is what I have found without getting too uh, descriptive of size or anything related to that. But what's interesting is if you, a lot of people will ride their bike and their dog will run along. And frankly, a lot of people don't clean up after their dogs. But I do, I make a point of doing that unless I'm out in the woods or wherever, somewhere uh, away from civilization. But what's interesting is you get to know your dog's bathroom habits really well. Some dogs go to the bathroom. Immediately, you take them out, they go, you're back inside. Other dogs, they need to sniff, they got to smell a certain, they got to get that wheeling feeling, you know. Yeah, and, that's, Bogart's and, like that. And, and that's, it's yeah. just been, so it's very interesting, and sometimes you're not into that. Yeah, Jax is, Jax is like, you know, go, I go out and go, go poop, go poop, and he goes and he does it, and, yeah. and same thing with everything, you know, he's like that. But he's, he's uh, Jax is... Jax is not a very patient dog. I definitely, he, he, he will come and bug me. He will just, you know, that nose gets in there. Now, Aquila... You got to live with how many animals in your little condo for a while there? Uh, oh, Lord. <laughs> to talk about patience, that, that, was, that was the ultimate patience learning experience. I, my crazy ex-fiance, we had two, at one point, three dogs, three mid to large size dogs, one of which was a gorgeous black lab, but probably the dumbest dog I think I've ever encountered in my life. I'm pretty sure there was no brain, <laughs> except for the basic functions of breathing and, and pooping which, <laughs> while we're on the topic. But uh, that was astounding. So we had two, two dogs, primarily two dogs and two cats in a 1,175-square-foot uh, townhouse, two-bedroom, one-half one bath. And not that he's an animal, but a four-year-old child <laughs> was involved in the scenario. Talking All, about patience. Every time I look back on that time, I think of the the cart the the paper uh, the cartoon of the paper the um, family circus, and uh, <laughs> my mornings my mornings consisted of that cartoon. Every morning it was the same ordeal of getting up, finding poop all over the house from the dumb dog, cleaning up the dumb dog's poop, taking the dogs out to poop some more, and then coming back. It added literally probably a good half hour, 45 minutes to, to the morning. That's a routine. It is. It really is a routine. And, and the only way I maintained my sanity through all of that was by accepting that routine. Yeah, and, and that's the one thing. There, I, I think we, that's a great one. What, 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 do you have to, what do you learn from your dog is, is, I mean, I knew it going in that I was going to have to change my life. I was going right. to have to have a routine. And you just named it, acceptance. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it, no different than, I mean, I don't have children. Kula doesn't have children. But Dave, you raised two children. I mean, people, we talk, I talk about my, those are my four-legged kids. That, but that's nothing <laughs> compared to your actual children. But still, it's, there's routine involved, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are so many things that have to be consistent throughout the day and, or relatively consistent. And um, I'm not bothered by that in the least. And for me, you know, I think a lot of people look at dog ownership. If you're 
a reasonable dog owner and you're responsible as as a burden almost, or uh, not a burden, but a, uh, a restriction of freedom. And for me, it, it, there are certain things you have to do, but for me, dog ownership almost sets me free in a way because I, part of my, my life is lived through my dog. And, and that might sound a little bit strange, but I think that it's... No, I get um, that. I, th I think that it's... Um, it's, it's that we get so much love from our, from our dogs that they're always there for us. Yeah. And, and for me, that's, that's one of the reasons why I've always had dogs. And I had that same thing. The reason I didn't get a dog is because I looked at there was a level. I, I was always into cats because they pretty much take care of themselves. Throw some food and some water out there. They, you know, they do their thing in their you know, litter box. And so I never got a dog because I felt that same thing. Like somehow this was going to restrict me. But... I mean, granted, you know, if you're traveling a lot, it's probably not a good idea. But in, you know, now that I own a home and everything, it, it's, I agree with you. It's, it's something that's actually, it's a plus in my life because of the routine, because of that, I get up and take the dog for a walk. I, you know, he's ready to be fed in the morning. I mean, I can't tell you how many times Jax has saved me from oversleeping, you know, because my alarm didn't go off and he nosed me. But the one thing that you said, Dave, just now is that unconditional love. And that was the, one of the main things we got from, uh, uh, people that responded and I want to throw it out there to the history of bad ideas podcast and our, our friends over there, they, uh, uh, we got a response back and that's what they brought up is that unconditional love that no matter what happens during the day, you, you, you come back, you know, and you come home and, and that dog is, is, is there excited, happy to see you. It doesn't matter. And, and, um, even, even can pick up that, you know, your mood, like, I don't know if you've had that experience of where, where you sit down and you're just beat and your dog comes up and like kind of knows it and doesn't do the usual thing. Yeah. I think even tied in with that unconditional love part is built into humans, I think, to a degree is, uh, which, which is tied to the, the desire to procreate, is having a living thing depend on you in some way, shape, or form is rewarding. I think plants, people keep plants for that reason. Dogs. And then children is the ultimate. Uh, but having that responsibility has a hidden reward, I think, that a lot of people don't realize is, is fulfilling. Yeah. When you know that somebody's relying on you and you're able to meet that reliance or some animal, some creature, and something that, living. That's where I think this does apply into what do we learn from our dogs? We learn how to be responsible. We learn that there are rewards. We learn give and take. We learn a relationship in a way. You know, and, and we, well, I hope, I hope. Anyhow, speaking of uh, uh, um, relationships, now we're going to hear from uh, my buddy Paul Meyer from the uh, Diamond Minds podcast. And uh, he called in to talk about his BFF, but online he actually had an autocorrect called uh, his, 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 his buff. And he's like, I meant BFF. I'm like, no, that's, that you're, you coined a new phrase. You're really, it's your buff. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Angela and Rob, it's Paul from Diamond Minds Podcast. just want to say how sorry I am to hear about Sammy. I know how much my dog means to me, Gunther, BFF. Take him for walks every day. He follows me around. If I'm out, he has to be outside. If I'm inside, he has to be inside. He sits in my legs, at my legs. Sometimes I step on him because I don't see him, but that's how much they love you and I really understand. So my condolences and uh, hope all goes well. Thank you. All right, and we're back, and uh, we're going to uh, do one last, uh, I got one last one, and we actually have to get back to rehearsal here. I have to thank Dave and, and Aquila for doing this because I, I, 
I, I, this ideas were going through my head all weekend of how could I do this for Angela and Rob? You know, how could I say, you know, we're with you. Um, you know, we, the, we want to celebrate Sammy. And this is, you know, we're, we're talking about what these animals do for us. And, and the one thing, I love this one, pleasure. Moments before his exit of the planet, Sammy was enjoying some grass-fed beef. There wasn't a lot of other pleasure because he couldn't see, hear, or smell very well, if at all. But boy, oh boy, did he enjoy eating. A great lesson, I think, if there's just one thing you can enjoy, do it with your entire being, eating. And that's one of Angela's big things is, is when you sit down and eat, eat slow, enjoy every bite, you know, nourish yourself with that. And I love pleasure, and this is the one thing I've learned from Jax. I will be sitting there and turn around and Jax will be laying on his back, <laughs> ears flop back and his junk just out for display. And I, and I think it's sometimes you just gotta lay back and hang out your junk. <laughs> he definitely shows pleasure. You know, and it's just it's his pleasure, you know? It's like some dogs do it one way or the other, but that's, you know, Jax does it and I can just tell he's just happy. You know, there's, there's something about that little, that little man and uh, the look on his face and the, uh, just his little pom-pom tail wagging like crazy, you know. Dogs can find happiness in the smallest things. That is a great lesson right There's there. There's a lesson right there. That's the one thing is, is like, so, you know, I know I went through periods of my life where I was looking for my, my pleasure, my satisfaction in other things. I had to travel somewhere. I had to go somewhere. And today, I try to find the pleasure in the simple thing right in front of me. Because sometimes we miss that stuff, and you just nailed it, Dave. And here's it, yeah, just real, real brief. I, I take Max to the dog park occasionally, and he, you know, the, he's the size of a wolf. And bigger. Could, yeah, could easily hurt, kill, whatever. If he comes to a dog that doesn't, that clearly does not like him snapping and so forth, he's, he's like, well, I'm on to the next person, then. That's it. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't true. pick a fight. Doesn't stay, he just hits the road until he finds someone who wants to play. You actually hit on one of uh, Angela's topics here is forgiveness. And I think that's like dogs have this way of forgiveness that I think sometimes we as human beings could really use. You know, they have their little hierarchy. It's short things. term memory. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they, well, thank, you know, but, you know, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Sometimes, you know, because it's like, it's, it's you know, there's sometimes I yell. And I get frustrated and I get angry and, and, and I lose my patience and I'm happy to, well, that's, so anytime I'm working on the computer or a music thing or playing a video game and I get a, both dogs, whoop, next room. Yeah. They're like, uh-oh, dad's mad, yeah. you know. Yeah. But guess what? They come back in and they check in later and they're all okay with it. Uh, so uh, we got uh, one more uh, email from our, our good buddy Ryan from the Green Up podcast and uh, Thanks, Ryan, for uh, calling in and, and leaving us a voicemail. And here's that. Hey, hello. This is a message for uh, Angela and Rob. Uh, this is Ryan from Green Up Gaming Podcast. I am very sorry to hear the news about your wonderful family member, Sammy, passing away. And I just wanted to send my wholehearted and complete condolences to you. I am very sorry to hear that. Uh, we had to let our family member, Lexi, of 16 years, we had to put her down last year, and it was a, a very difficult time for us. Um, actually, my wife had the dog, Lexi, longer than she knew me, so uh, I came into this relationship. Um, it was very difficult for her, and, and uh, I tried to play it off like uh, I was going to be okay, but uh, it weighed on me very hard, and I, I know how much it how much it means 
to lose such a wonderful family member. One thing I did learn about uh, my relationship with Lexi was the unconditional love and friendship that you get from a dog. Uh, no matter what kind of day I had, whether it was a good day, horrible day at work, a frustrating day from football practice, whatever it was, as soon as I got home, she was there to comfort me with a wagging tail and a big smile on her face and just happy to see me. And uh, I miss that terribly. So uh, I'm sorry for your loss. Uh, and the, the thing, time heals all wounds. Uh, it drives me nuts, but it does. I know with, with all my losses, it does. And I, and I hope that as uh, each night goes by, you get to cherish your memories more and more each day. So uh, Ryan from the Green Up Podcast, just uh, wishing you guys the best. And uh, take care. Of me. All right, thanks, Ryan. Uh, so, I'm going to finish off with the circle of life. You know, this is uh, so Neil, my buddy Neil. Uh, he, I was watching my voice. He kept calling on my cell phone, and I kept seeing the phone call, and then it would stop, and there'd be another phone call, and it stopped. It'd be, you know, and all of a sudden, like, you know, I'm going to call him back. So Neil lost his his his, his best bud uh, seven not too long ago, and. He had seven, just like, you know, we, you know, if, I don't know about you, but, you know, Jenny, you had Jenny in high school when you have all those times in your life. And right. these animals go with us through certain periods. And for Neil, you know, he had some difficult times in his life and seven was there for him. And he, he left, we just, he told me he couldn't leave the voicemail. He just kept losing it. And he just, and so I called him on the phone and I'm going to end the podcast with that, with, with our conversation. But the one thing that Neil said is, is I never realized I could hurt so bad, but it's a good thing. And it makes him feel good that he felt such a connection with someone and to go through this process of, of, you know, growing up, growing old and moving on. And, you know, I've learned from a couple, uh, you know, some things I've read about how, you know, the, the depth of our, quote, despair or our, our mourning is, is comparable to the depth, the height of our love and our connection. And, that, and it can be surprising. Yeah, and I think that's what Neil experienced is how surprising this is, you know, for an animal. But, you know, the circle of life when we're kids, you know, you're, you have the goldfish and, you know, mom and dad, they flush down the toilet you know, you start learning about that. But when you finally start learning about death, me personally, you know, I've, my first cat I had through high school, that was, that was rough. Yeah, uh, that was, was the same for me. I, I did inherit one of the cats after I got back from school and he ended up getting liver cancer and I had to put him down and I made the choice to watch as he died uh, when he got the injection. I had no idea that I would just fall apart. It did. It came completely out of nowhere. Now, would you do that again? I honestly don't know. That was so difficult. And it, and it just, it just, to watch life actually leave one of your best friend's eyes. And, and he was an ornery damn cat. And it, it drove me crazy and would wake me up in the middle of the night clawing at my chest, stuff like that. But I loved him. And I honestly don't know if I'd ever want to watch. But, but I, f I do feel like it was a comfort to him having me there, so I probably would. It was, how, it was tough, though. How was it with Moose? Moose passed away um, in our arms, actually. Was the oh, first time, right. That was he the first was... time that ever happened. I've put three dogs down. You, had, you, were like, you guys were like walking out the door, and he just 
Didn't something happen? Just all he, of a no, we had taken him out just to go to the bathroom. He was having a lot of uh, it really just very difficult time breathing and so forth over the course of a week. Um, but we kept him relatively comfortable and took him out and we were bringing him back in and he just collapsed. And that was it. And that was a, I have to say, it was a very unique experience because, you know, and I know that any dog, really any pet owner, regardless of the size of the pet, it feel, would feel the same way when, they're, when their dog or cat passes or they have to put them down or whatever. But when you have such a massive dog, there's something about that size animal dying that is a very unusual experience. I bet, yeah, because like my that my first cat, I we had the little they had this little room, and so my sister and I went there, and it was like like a blue sky with clouds and everything, and yeah. and, and I said goodbye and I handed the cat over, and then uh, my good friend Lauren, she decided to do it in the room. And she walked, I didn't go in. And when she walked out, she was just, you know, tears down her face. And she said, I'll never do that again. You know, sit there for it. Yeah. But I watched Sharon do it. And here, you know, with we have these unbelievable vets in the Wood River Valley. We actually have a guy, people travel from all over the world to have hip replacements and knee replacements yeah. with uh, the, um, uh, it's Randy, right? Randy Acker. Yeah, Randy. Randy, Randy, Acker. Randy Acker. And, and, and I mean, they come from all over and have full it's amazing, and they have, what, a couple brothers, sister? Yeah, there's three brothers, and there's uh, at least one daughter that's st that became a vet, and she's involved in the business. They would actually, um, if you didn't want to take your animal to, if you had to put them down, then you didn't want to take them to the, to the pet, um, uh, to the vet's office, that they would actually come to your house. Yeah, and that's what, we'd, we pulled up with Sharon with uh, Brody into the back of the vet, yeah. and they came outside, so yeah. he was yeah. in Sharon's arms, and in the back of the car, comfortable, not inside the office. And they did it right there. And it was, it was I mean, it was hard, but it was a, a wonderful experience. You know, looking back on it, they had so much care. Like, they, they cared. It was, I mean, they yeah, could, they do. It was great. So we're lucky. But, you know, I, Jax is going to be hard. That is going to be, I mean, I still have both my parents. I've really never experienced a loss and and you know is jack's the first dog that you got for yourself ever yeah. yeah and i mean i i know it's gonna it's gonna be difficult now i'm the type though that i'm gonna probably do what a friend of mine did when when she lost her uh, her first rottweiler is she went and got a puppy a week later yeah and some people say they can't do that but it to me it makes sense because man nothing's going to take your mind off of stuff than chasing a puppy around yeah. that's pooping and eating everything well, and they're it. just joy they're just literal joy to watch yeah. puppies are, even when they're destroying stuff. Well, interesting, in interestingly enough, Max was born around the same time that Moose died. Moose died. And so, Dude, you know, that's cool. But they're very different in, in, in their temperaments, uh, but it's just ironic that that's the way it kind of turned out. That's cool. Well, thank you, guys. I really appreciate this. You bet. Yeah, Anytime. this is a great conversation. Drummer Dave, Aquila, this is our, our eight, we're right now AK in the 4-7. Sometimes this is Cake Face Jane uh, with our singer, Danae. Uh, I love these guys tremendously. I, the, the, these are my, you guys are my, my, my best friends here. You guys are my, yeah. I, mean, I have. Same to you, brother. You know, it's, we, you and I have been playing music since, what, 2009 now? Yeah. Dave, you were, what, 2000. 10 not much to about 10 yeah, yeah i think 10 it might have yeah about 10 and there's just something about you know i moved into a new community and to have friendships like i have with you guys that that are 
just like my friends back home that I grew up with my whole life is, is really means a lot to me. So, uh, thank you. This is for Sammy, uh, Sammy Sosa. The All right, Sammy. Hit yeah. another homer, Sammy. <laughs> Safe travels. He, he's hitting, he's hitting the homers and, uh, and Angela and Rob, uh, this podcast is for you guys. And I personally thank you for everything that you've done for me. And I, I can't even begin to start. So I'm just going to say thank you. And we're going to close this off with, uh, my conversation with Neil. I got Neil on the phone right now with me, and uh, um, yeah, it, I, I, like I said, I really wanted to uh, have you on this podcast with me, but I knew that it was going to be really hard uh, for you because of um, Seven. Um, hearing how difficult this is for you... Um, I know it means so much to me, and I know it means a lot to um, it means a lot to Angela too. How uh, th- what we've learned from our pets? Yeah, it's uh, it's funny as you know. Uh, I guess zero <clears throat> heard me crying, so I came in and started uh, kind of whining and crying along. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's weird. The uh, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's totally good, man. You know what? I'm just gonna tell you what everyone else. The, uh, every message so far has been about um, unconditional love. You know, every single yeah, message. It's, it's it's interesting. I mean, the, one of the things I learned, which kind of sucks, is uh, I. I, I I didn't know I could hurt. I didn't know I could hurt this much. Yeah. Especially, you know, over a pet. But uh, I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah. One voicemail after another. Everyone said, "No matter how bad my day is, no matter how hard it was, walking in that door." And, 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 you know, seeing that, that, that wagging tail or even not just having your, your, your buddy, your BFF, uh, be there to, to just like, just know exactly how to be at a given moment. Yeah. I mean, uh, to have some, something or somebody, however you want to say it, that is that looks at you with such excitement and love at the same time is, is insane. And, you know, they normally your pets or dogs don't get mad at you for, you know, not letting them go out and see their friends or not letting them borrow the car. So you don't have that, that <laughs> friction. It's always, you know, the worst thing maybe is that, you know, they poop inside the house or they chew on a shoe or, you know, <laughs> they bark at someone you don't want them to bark at. But, Aside from that, it's it's that constant adoration. Um, you know, it's like for me, it was always. I, I wish I was as cool as you thought I was. Exactly, I'm, I'm, I'm not. You know? that's, that's all I can think about is that that old saying of like, you know, let me be the person that my dog thinks I am. Yeah, exactly. You know, I and, just and. Yeah, and what I was trying to say 
earlier was I, I, I didn't, I, one of the things I learned is I wasn't aware of how much pain I could feel. And I mean that actually in a positive way. It makes me feel really good in a weird way. It's like I, you know, to have that much contact and that much, um, I don't know, whatever, with myself and with my feelings because of something that was living that meant that much to me in a weird way feels good. And, and that, you know, that's what I learned. But before I freak out again, yeah. <laughs> I, I did want to say to, you know, Angela and Rob, I'm extremely sorry to hear about Sammy and, you know, I, I know there's nothing I or anybody can say to help, but um, I definitely understand. <laughs> hey, thanks for calling, buddy. I really appreciate yeah. it. And I love you, man. I love you, too. Good luck uh, editing that so it makes sense. <laughs> it's beautiful. I got a giant smile on my face right now, and I can't wait till Angela right. gets to hear this. All right, good, man. Thank you. I love you, bro. I love you. Thanks, bye.